بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequence of our evil deeds. Whosoever God guides will never be led astray, and who God leaves astray will never find guidance. I bear witness that there is no God but God, alone, without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God, as it is God's due, and make sure you devote yourself to God, to your dying moment. Quran 3.102 Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of God, the most compassionate and the most merciful. Assalamu alaikum and peace be on you. Alhamdulillah, all praise is to God. First of all, I would like to thank God for this opportunity to share my thoughts and my words that may serve to bring us all closer to Islam and closer to one another, closer to the spirit of unity, love, dedication, and oneness of God. There is no God but God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. I standing before you is my prayer heard. Today I want to share and remind my sisters of two concepts from the holy and wise Quran. Share with you, my sisters, what I understand them to be and how they have unfolded in my life and given me a blueprint, a path for the future. The first one is Surah Al-Asr, time. That's Surah 103. And the second concept is, Alhamdulillah, all praise is to God. So to start off with Al-Asr. Al-Asr means the time. Dear sisters, God says in Al-Asr, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I will first read it Arabic and then I will translate it, which I'm sure we all know already. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wal Asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladina amanu wa amalusswa lihati wa tawasul bilhak wa tawasul bilsabr. In the name of God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, by time. When it's said by time, it's almost like time is the witness. Time is witness that surely humankind is at a loss. Except for those who have faith and who do good deeds and encourage one another to truth and encourage one another to patience. Although born a Muslim in a Muslim family, I found this surah's depth only three years ago. God made me more inclined towards his words. Having been an attorney for over a decade in UK and practicing here now in USA, I have seen it all and continue to see that all people, great and small, men and women, I myself included, are at a loss. Time, the most precious gift from God, is never to return. People's problems are lifelong companions. They will just keep on changing their attire, their clothings, their shape and forms. And they will keep on coming. And we mere mortals will keep on trying to find a solution and mitigate our losses. 
Troubles are our lifelong companions. We are at a loss. The biggest loss is the loss of life. We mere mortals still struggle with the loss of life. But the reality is that once we are born, the only thing that is certain is that we will die. Nothing else. We will all return to our creator. Everything else is uncertain, relative, changing, and most of the time totally beyond our control. Death is really a reminder that we all have to return to God. My aunt's death, whom I was emotionally very close to, reminded me that everything is in God's hands. I used to hear my aunt's voice. She used to speak words of compassion. She used to speak words that were nurturing and kind. They were only words. But now that she's gone, I knew they're gone. I am at a loss. She was a gift from God, and she has returned to God. Her death reminded me that I too will be returning to my Creator. Death really is a reminder to the living of our return to God. It brought me close to God. Death brings us close to God. The other big loss is the loss of a life partner, loss of a husband, to get divorced. I have experienced divorce. I have experienced that loss. But what seems to be an apparent loss does bring us close to God. Generally speaking, when we are troubled, we really do begin to pray. So we do get closer to God. So the apparent loss itself is perhaps a blessing in disguise. But the apparent loss brought me close to God. With no man to rely on as a provider, and a woman at that time can begin to seek from within God's given strengths, God's given abilities, and can actually nurture one's own soul, one's own personality and spirituality at her own pace. So although it's perceived as a loss, but that too is a journey of a soul to whoever is being bestowed upon, whether marriage or divorce. God, in his infinite wisdom and mercy on each soul, is simply guiding and refining each soul, bringing us close to him every day. God is watching us every step of the way. If we look back and look around us, we can see that God grants you money, honor, status, and then God may take it away. God gives you youth, vitality, health, and surely God then does take it away. The moment this concept is understood, that as a matter of fact, humans are at a loss, and after a natural grieving period, we will accept what is merely a gift from God, given at a time, only for a given time, decided and destined by God. Al-Asr, by time. The biggest gift from God. This surah has helped me to come to terms with changes and situations that I have no control over. I hope it will do the same for you, my sisters. This surah is brief, three short verses, yet it offers a commentary on human experience of loss, inevitable passage of time, and prescribes a formula for success in both the worlds. The surah tells us of a fact. 
Humans are at a loss. And then gives us a solution. Faith, good deeds, encourage each other to truth, and encourage each other to patience. For all we know, and we must remember, that we will be returning to God. Humans are at a loss, except for those who have faith and those who do good deeds. These are personal, internal relationship with yourself, faith, doing good deeds. And to encourage one another to truth and to encourage one another to patience is a built-in social responsibility. Again, just three verses, but very profound, something internal and external. Our life here and the hereafter is inextricably tied to our deeds and our social discourse. The surah helps me refocus on the purpose and reaffirms my intention to please God. Whenever I'm doing any good deed, actively encouraging one another to truth and patience, not just because it's the right thing to do, but to please God. The surah reminds me of a higher purpose. So the surah, to my mind, identifies a universal fact. Humans are at a loss and then tells us that you don't have to be one of the losers. You can salvage your soul. You can mitigate your loss. If you have faith, you use your time to do good deeds, encourage truth, encourage patience. The surah sets forth for me a blueprint for all that I need to do today, tomorrow, and in the future. And I hope to God, my dear sisters, it will do the same for you. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks due to God for this time he has granted us on this planet. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I apologize before sitting how much I should have said which is that I have said what I have said and may God forgive me. And I say that whilst I'm rising. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is the second part of the khutbah. Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to God. This brings me to the next part of the khutbah, which is actually the concept of Alhamdulillah. I wish to highlight this afternoon, Alhamdulillah, the term that serves to affirm our faith. The phrase Alhamdulillah, it is an integral part of our deen. Alhamdulillah is an amazingly deep word. Alhamdulillah appears 38 times in the Quran. God, Alhamid, the most praiseworthy. Alhamd, all praise, the praise. Lillah, to God, all praises to God. Alhamdulillah implies exclusivity, entirety. Meaning that praise is entirely and only to God. We say Alhamdulillah out of love, honor, with humility, complete submission, sincerity, gratitude to Allah. In the Quran, we learn that Alhamdulillah will be the last call of the believers in Jannah, heaven. God tells us, and this is a verse from Surah Yunus, verse 10, and the last of their call will be, Alhamdulillah, Lord of the worlds. Such a simple phrase, yet it carries so much in it. 
It reminds us of our faith in God. It shows how we must accept the will of God in times we consider good and times we consider bad. Not questioning God, but turning or neither turning our backs to him, but being grateful in whatever is occurring around us according to our perceptions, good or bad. With Alhamdulillah, I began to realize the glass is always half full, never half empty. Alhamdulillah is the acknowledgement of God's power, the acknowledgement of his power, of God's wisdom, a statement of humility, submission, of positive perception, sincere gratitude. All praises to Allah. All that we have and all that we don't have at one given time. Alhamdulillah. Let's remind each other to feel and say Alhamdulillah, my dear sisters. This also instills a feeling of contentment, feeling that all our needs are being met. All our needs have been met. Look, we're here. We're all here. We are, we are totally content. God has provided. Alhamdulillah. Today I want to remind myself and my sisters to feel and declare Alhamdulillah every day. For me, this has served to encourage me to change what I can and has given me the serenity to accept what I could not. I want to crystallize this feeling by sharing a couple of verses that I wrote. Thank you, God, for all that I have. And thank you, God, for all that I don't. I only need a glass of water to satisfy my thirst, O oh Lord. Let the ocean remain where it belongs. Let the ocean remain where it belongs. Thank you, God, for all that I have. And thank you, God, for all that I don't. We only need a glass of water. We don't need the ocean to drown us. Alhamdulillah. That too is water, but let it remain where it belongs. Alhamdulillah. But let's be mindful and not get this concept confused with laziness, complacency, negligence, carelessness, inattention. These are all vices that are not the same as alhamdulillah. Let's always try and remember our active role and social responsibility as prescribed by Al-Asr. Some may believe that religion is an opium for people, meaning it sedates you, go to sleep. But Islam is not something that pushes you to sleep. It requires you to be active. Stand before God five times a day. Be punctual. It's something that calls you to work, to be active, to take charge as prescribed by Al-Asr. Have faith, do good deeds, encourage each other to truth, encourage each other to patience. My dear sisters, having reminded ourselves of this plan of Al-Asr that God has bestowed on us, I don't want to leave without first briefly touching on the aspects of its implementation. I being a lawyer, God has made me a lawyer, I think like one. <laughs> Communication, my dear sisters, for its implementation, communication is vital. Communication, dialogue, 
and taking one another and talking to one another and taking each other seriously with mutual respect, understanding, encouraging each other to truth and encouraging each other to patience can only happen if we are communicating with one another. Because unless we start communicating with one another without fear of being judged or ridiculed or insulted, we will never be able to find who needs help. We will never know who we could have guided to the truth, who we could have guided to patience. We must encourage our children to communicate with dignity, mutual respect, and to help them understand the philosophy of Islam, the philosophy of Al-Asr, and remind ourselves and our family that our religion is about helping one another. Islam is a religion of social responsibility. I would like to end today's session by sharing a few prayers. My dear sisters, with you, help me, help me, by saying, Ameen, help me in my prayer. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We ask Allah, God Almighty, Your Majesty, accept our prayers. Ameen. God Almighty, Your Majesty, accept our gratitude. Ameen. Enable us to feel and say Alhamdulillah every day. Ameen. God Almighty, Your Majesty, Enable us to practice our deen and follow the recommendation of Al-Asr with our families, friends, work, and strangers. Ameen. God Almighty, the creator of heavens and earth, make us faithful to the religion. Make us faithful to one another. Ameen. God Almighty, your majesty, make us sincere to you. And make us sincere to one another. Ameen. God Almighty, Your Majesty, guide us and help us guide one another. Ameen. God Almighty, Your Majesty, bless us and our children with love for You and love for one another. Ameen. Summa Ameen. Alhamdulillah. God commands justice doing good and generosity towards relatives, God forbids what's shameful, blameworthy and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. It's time for prayers, my sisters.